What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Before I bring my guest on today, the message of the week. Recently, I was watching uh, the Lex Friedman podcast episode featuring John Danaher, two people who I could listen to for hours and hours on end. I think my guest probably concur with that. And I, I think it was one of Lex's viewers asked a question, uh, hoping to get an answer from John Danaher. For those of you who don't know, he's one of the most critical thinkers in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, was uh, one of the main instructors at Henzo Gracie Academy until just a few months ago, and now maybe coming to Tejas, where uh, my guest today is also located. Lucky you. And um, so one of Lex's guests asked, what is the best martial art for self-defense? And of course, all of us were thinking John's going to say Brazilian jiu-jitsu because that's what we live by. But what he really said was, it doesn't matter what matters is the this degree of live application, the place you're studying or the martial art you're studying uh, incorporates into the trainings, meaning that if you, if you went on to elaborate, if you're at a school where you're mainly doing drilling with non-resisting opponents, and that's all you know, when you get into a street scuffle, it might be, uh, it, it might not be applicable. Whereas it could be, it could, you could have like a blue belt instructor or almost a hack, you know, of, of sorts in whatever martial art you're training. But if there's a very live component where you're under pressure with heavy resistance and you have to manage the chaos to, to uh, be able to control the outcome, whoever's training like that is most likely going to control an actual situation. So it really doesn't matter. And the way that applies to what we are going to talk about today uh, has to do with marketing and marketing in a highly regulatory environment, which we're starting to see get even even tighter grips for another jujitsu analogy. And, and a lot of people, you know, started their company in good times when people were spending money and there were no pandemics uh, and and. It's, I'd say, I don't want to say it's easy to market in that climate, but it's easier. Um, and, and now we're finding just tremendous amounts of uh, whether you're a business owner or you're an agency uh, and, and you're trying to market to consumers where city by city, state by state, region by region, there's, there's constantly changing, almost whimsical regulatory I don't know, even know. I, I'm going to try to refrain from four letter words today, but some are definitely going to slip out um, as well as as finicky consumer confidence. I mean, consumers are, are a wild card to begin with, but now it's, it's even more chaos to manage. So today we're welcoming back to the show. He's he's the president of uh, his own agency, marketing agency, as well as a Brazilian jujitsu black belt. So, he, you know, he's he understands this on multiple levels. Brian Kovac, he's based in Texas. Like I said, he's about to inherit John Danaher and Gordon Ryan and sneak in for some of those good classes. Make sure you unmute yourself before you before you come on. Right. I see the little red dot. There we go. Sorry Not about my, that. No, no, it's all good. You hadn't said anything yet. So or if you did, we didn't hear you. I was talking to you. Nope, I was waiting but, on you. Brother. <laughs> yeah. So welcome back. Ryan was on the show Absolutely. several months ago, uh, you know, really just talking about um, what it's like to start uh, a marketing agency, a digital agency. He, he did that largely during the pandemic. So he's really started from the bottom, as we often do in jujitsu, and had to work mm -hmm. his way up. So today I really want to talk about like we've seen just increasing uh, regulation. It keeps changing. Some of it makes sense. Some of it doesn't make sense. And it's different <clears throat> region by region, state by state. Some of it's federally based. What how are agencies responding to this? Uh, what are I mean, yeah. you've got to you're, you're somebody that that works with, you know, customers all, all over, over the, the country. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, how, how are the people responding? I'm sure you're aware of the, the newest uh, regulatory, you know, uh, implementation here in New York City, dealing mm -hmm. with vaccines and literally attacking the things that we love. Right? <laughs> like, I feel personally yeah. attacked. It's like yeah. restaurants, yeah. music venues yep. and gyms. And I'm like, did you yeah. pull my name out of a hat and say, what yeah. does this guy love? Let's let's <laughs> so yeah. feel personally attacked, Bill. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Um, as somebody who's been an entrepreneur my whole life and comes from an entrepreneur family. So, um, uh, my family was in a business during the dot-com bust 
which was hardcore. Yep. We were in business during 9-11, which was hardcore. Uh, and, you know, we were in business in the 0708 housing crash uh, and things like that, which was hardcore. Uh, but we've never seen anything like this. And the difference between all of those other aspects, in my opinion, is if you take 9-11, for instance, tragic, brought the world to its knees kind of a thing. But you had all of America together. The people of America were together. Regardless of whether they were for war or against war, it didn't matter. Everybody pulled together. There was no polarization. We were one unit with a driven force. Now what you have is a two-tiered system in this society of what I would call, if you don't know, look it up, uh, the star belly sneeches, right? Some people have stars on their bellies and some don't. And I think when you get to that point, you have probably one of the most dangerous times that a country can face. Because when some can do some things that others cannot, based on a patch on your arm, a piece of paper in your hand, a poison you put in your arm or whatever, then you're running high risks of massive civil unrest. So as a business, again, I've got customers in California, New York, Austin, all very liberal minded. I've got customers in Fort Worth and Atlanta and Nashville, all very conservative minded the or whatever you want to call it all different thoughts about everything that's going on right now but what everybody i think can agree on is that they cannot stand the other side <laughs> okay and that's difficult from a guy in the from a guy that these are my clients yeah i i don't ever refrain from what i think but i should but as a guy that's on the inside, my job is not to judge my clients. It's to help them grow regardless. They're right. paying me to do that. And that's what I'm going to do. So how do you, how do you restaurant owner in New York being squeezed or a gym owner who I'm very close to many and these guys work their asses off. There is not a lot of money in it. It's a passion and what, what money they do make, they've worked and sweat and bled for it. And then you come in, an activity that boosts your immune system, that brings your obesity down and your BMI down and improves your heart rate and blood pressure and everything that's good for the body, you're going to shut down. Getting outside and meeting with people and eating at places, which is healthy for your mind and healthy for everything about you, you're going to shut down. In my opinion, and I'll get back to marketing in a second. In my opinion, either you are not a smart individual if you're making these policies at all, and they're not based on an ounce of science whatsoever or you've got an agenda and both are just as bad because if you're in a leadership position and you're that ignorant that's terrible and if you're in a leadership position and it's an agenda that's terrible so it's terrible all the way around now that's all i'll say on that i think you can probably see where i lean and it's and it's infuriating to me we're destroying the meat of America, and that's the small business owner that's putting their life, their mortgage, and everything on the line. Meanwhile, anything and everything that buys directly from China is just allowed to stay open. People can crowd those places, be in those places, touch everything in those places, and some stupid piece of plastic is supposed to be smart enough to know that this virus is just not going to go around. So I'm off my soapbox. How do you market? Well, you've got to get innovative. Bottom line, innovation is going to save you. <sighs> How do you innovate? Depends on what industry you're in. 
right? But innovation is going to be the lifeblood of who sees this to the other side. So now we can talk about that or we can talk about what that means, but business as usual is over. You can't turn the lights on. Oh, wait, turn them off. Turn the lights on. Oh, wait, turn them off. Doesn't work like that. Right. Right. Um, You know, if you're, if you're into the rental property business for over a year, you haven't been able to force collect any of the rent from your people. That's insane. And I'll tell you why it's insane. There's so many jobs available. Nobody should not be able to pay their rent. I I specifically work in the staffing industry. My clients are telling me that they have more open orders for more jobs than than the law should ever allow. They're begging people to come to work. Yet, you can sit and squat in somebody's house that you're renting and not pay the bills. So what are rental property owners going to have to do? Either one, get innovative. And I don't know what that means yet. We got to figure that out. Or two, they've got to unload their wealth. Tragic. Absolutely tragic. And they, are, they are small business owners. Like people That's don't, what they are. They don't, they don't really see it that way. And I'm, I'm fortunate to be very close to a bunch of property owners, just small property owners. They've got three them. or four, two yeah. or three. And they're, they not are, these, yeah. they're not these conglomerates. They, they, they're, they're passive. Their income is from a few properties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, we got to take our first break. Hang tight. We'll be right back. See you in a few. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. everybody. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Again, welcoming back to the show, Ryan Kovac. He is the president of, uh, can I get the RKCMO, correct? I got that right. right. Absolutely. <laughs> I said it like four times before the show and I was like, I'm going to fuck it A lot up. of letters there, man. A lot of, A letters. Lot of letters. A lot of letters. I'm just making you think. I know. Thank you. And well, after I got past the black belt gauntlet for two and a half hours this morning. So nice. I think they, they took all my, my, I got a question for you before I go on. Cause I got a stat I wanted to throw out uh, related to what you just said. So lately I've, I've been called to train by like a bunch of black belts. I can't tell if I'm just the restaurant <laughs> or or do, are they like, oh, okay. I, I, I'm not sure if it's an insult or a compliment yet. And as a black belt, 
I'm curious what your take. But I mean, like a lot. Like sometimes it's like four or five back to back to back, and I'm like always a co- always a compliment. I, yeah. In my opinion, uh, none of my black belt friends or or us are are calling any blue, purples, or browns around if we're not getting a lot of value out of their rolling. And I, I mean, there's some monster blue belts, dude. Yeah, oh, they kick my monster. ass all the time. My buddy yeah. just got promoted to purple last week. And I was like, I am so glad yeah. you got yeah. this belt. And he was looking at me kind of funny. He's like, okay. And I was like, no, it's embarrassing to get my ass kicked by a blue belt. Like at least now we're the same level. Well, if you think about it, so like, I mean, I've been, I've been coaching some kids from the time they were four. Um, they went all the way through green belt. Then they got 17 years old and got their blue belt. <laughs> These guys are black belts, dude. Yeah. They'll murder you. Then they hit that testosterone and they're 200 pounds and they look like Schwarzenegger right. and their body moves. They're not injured and they'll just, they'll just beat your ass. So don't ever, don't ever sleep on a blue belt, man. No, no, never. I, I take them. And when the black belt this morning, one of the, like the, the highest ranked black belts in the room was like, you got somebody. And I was like, well, I was supposed to trade with this blue belt over there. And he's like, yeah, yeah come on. And I was like, this is going to be better for me because <laughs> the blue belt right. just, but no, it's always, it's always, I've never known any, if you're being, if you're being invited to the room, it's because they are getting some good rounds and, and, and value out of it. That's just my opinion. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll see I a know. little better. Tonight. Makes your heart, makes your heart feel <laughs> a little better. Yeah. So I'm like, man, cause I mean, they just ride me for the most part, you know, it's not like I'm getting sure. done. I'm just like on the bottom. So I'm like, is this good for you? Or is this just like, are you just taking it easy because you know, you've got like, this other like big brown belt next and you're like i only conserve a little energy and just like work my technique no nah, nah, i mean no nah, not at all and it could be that you're one that doesn't just lay there i mean you know a lot of times if you're really active and and moving and shrimping and hip escaping from the bottom and they're having to stay super active from the top that's very helpful because let's face it there's a lot of dudes that you start neon belly and 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 a strong side control and all that i mean you gas them and they just lay there. They're not moving and all that. It's no yeah. good, you know? So. Yeah. Generally I move. There's one guy, he's just huge and he gets on top of me. And he, 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 well, yeah. it's like, you're trying to move. Yeah. Yeah. I can't though. And after we, after our first round, he was like, I'd like to see more offense from you. And I was just like, I, I just don't I, even know what. I'd happened. like to breathe. <laughs> but it's gotten better since. And he's like, yes, purchase on the floor with the feet shrimping and bridging like you said he's like give me something to work with and it's getting better but he's just massive so but that's Um, really helping you yeah so yeah it is no i I get it it's helping me i'm I'm just hoping it's helping them (laughs) you know so um to your point about um you know labor and and unfulfilled orders right now the department of labor just kicked out stats yesterday that that was reading this article about you know they're not extending unemployment please please stop that fucking people back to work Get it it's heat and let's go and Amen. you know it's like if you're that scared get the shot if that's what you need you know um whatever just like let's get back to it but they were saying um the amount of available jobs far exceeds the amount it's, of people out of work right now so prior to the pandemic we had a 3% unemployment rate. And let me explain to you, I've been in the employment sector, staffing, HR, and all that for over 20 years. You're considered 100% employed in the US with a 5% because there's 5% of the population that either can't or won't work. Right. So when you are at 3%, you're defying all the odds. There are so many jobs, it's insane. Get everybody off. It's ridiculous. It's an embarrassment to our nation. It's an embarrassment to the people that you're actually giving the money to because it's unnecessary. I know restaurants around here, half of them are drive-through only. And Texas does not have a mask mandate, a vaccine mandate. We don't, we're wide open. Okay. The restaurants are, most of them are like, uh, go through the drive-through only due to short staff. Every one of them's got huge signs outside saying we're hiring instant on the spot approval right. and all this. 
I mean, Starbucks has a sign outside right now that says full college tuition, 100% paid for part-time and full-time. This is insanity, what we are dealing with in this country. It is utter nonsense and insanity. I'm going to give you, because this is, I think this, I think this pertains to marketing and business. Let me tell you my personal experience real quick. In November, my wife and I both got COVID. I was very sick. She was not. She had a headache and a cold and just generally felt tired and lousy. But she was up. She was helping the kids. She was doing stuff. Obviously not going to work, but she was staying inside, but she was doing things around the house. She was fixing stuff and everything else, right? Kind of having a normal crummy day. I was in bed sick. She's a healthcare professional. So obviously they have to take the vaccine. So she got vaccinated in February. Last month, we both got COVID again, I guess the Delta variant, which there's no real test for. Um, She's fully vaxxed. From February, three weeks in bed, dying, sick as a dog. I'm caring for her this time. I'm positive with it. I've got a runny nose, a headache, and a sore throat. And I got up every day, worked from home, but I got up every day and did a normal work day while I stayed home and took care of her. I'm not vaxxed. We have got to promote health in this society and stop the fear. A healthy body is what you need. We don't value health. We just don't. And I feel like the body is built to understand these viruses. I mean, coronavirus is the cold, different version. It's a much more lethal-ish version But we've learned we've never had a cure for the common cold ever. We never will. Respiratory illnesses and viruses have never had successful vaccines. We know this vaccine is not successful. People are still spreaders. They can still get it. They're still getting sick. And they they have the same viral load as everybody else. We need to stop the bullshit and the lies. And we need to get back to work. Because the biggest economic problem that we have is people giving up depression, fear, losing everything, locked inside, out of the sun, not going to the gym, kids, masks on their face all day, which is a tragedy in my opinion. I mean, you are, you are destroying the country for the sake of trying to save it. So from a business standpoint, what I really think, if you really want my opinion, because I don't think this is going to get any better, (laughs) I think think business owners such as yourself, let's say the restaurant industry, the restaurant industry, I don't know how you can innovate anymore. You guys have curb pickup. You've got home delivery. You've done as much really as you can. You can't send a waiter to somebody's house and wait on them. Their kitchen isn't prepared to do what you need to do. So it's a little hard to innovate beyond what you've done, right? I think at this point, we're so far down the rabbit hole that I think the restaurant industry has, and it's, again, we're so polarized, it'll probably never happen. But I think the restaurant industry in places like New York, where they're just squeezing you guys um, and asking y'all to somehow be the police of vaccines and violate, in my opinion, people's personal health and all that. It's disgusting. But I think that you guys need to, at this point, band together and, and, and just literally get your torches and pitchforks and fight your, and and, and fight your torches, right? It was torches And, and fight your government. I mean, at the end of the day, that is marketing at the end of the day. There's a lot of people not taking the vaccines that want to go eat at your place. And there's a lot of people that have that want to go eat at your place and all these other things. I just feel like I don't know 
I, I don't know what else you could do to innovate other than curbside pickup and house deliveries and all these things to make it as easy as possible, right? But it's food. The gym, you can't innovate. You can't, somebody can't work out if, at the gym if they're not at the gym. It's tough. What I think is it's going to take is people banding together, using their intelligence, looking around and saying, this is bogus, and really fighting. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, That's the only way to, to uh, counter what's going on right now. Um, well, there's two things, I think. Jiu-Jitsu, you know, 101. You either, you either fight back or you, you be patient and look for an opening and look sure. for, you know, kind of wait for If you can survive out. it. If you can survive it, right. That's, it. That's your only other option. So either requires innovation. Um, you know, yes. the, the, the patience route uh, just has a lot more gray area. Um, and so you have to be, you have to be, you, you can't be risk averse. And, and you, you know, the people that have made it so far, most are not. You can see, I think anybody that, you know, you were talking earlier about, um, you know, really being innovative. Most of us have that already to just start your own business. It, it requires a You're already innovative. Yeah. You're creative. You're, you're used to the gray area. You're used to the chaos. If you do jujitsu as well, double, double bonus, you're used to, you're used to extra chaos yeah. and, and kind of making order out of it. Um, but the over, I mean, they're, they're, they're for the most part banded together here and they've made their decision and overwhelmingly it sides with, with the, the city regulation. A lot of them feel that um, they stand to make more money. And, and I think it's a short term. I think it's more like we stand to do better in the next year if we take this route because it encourages people to come back in. Like nobody's talking about spacing things out again or like here, there's not even a, it's not even a mask mandate. It's just the vaccine mandate. You still mm -hmm. do, are not required to uh, wear a mask. Businesses are not required to, uh, you know, to demand, uh, you know, mask wearing for you to come in. Um, they're not talking about spatialization anymore or anything like that. It's just literally show your card. And that's, that's, that's going to be good enough right now, even though we know everybody can still spread it. Everybody still carry it. You, you know, if you have the vaccine, you might not get as sick as you would without it. But that's still like people are, it's happening. You know, it's still happening. So, well, if that was the case, now they're pushing the third shot. Oh, they already are. Yeah. Yeah. And the fourth. And, you know, it's kind of like that. Uh, it's kind of like that, you know, infomercial. But wait, there's more. There's right? more. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. Look, I think, I think. If, if the general population is cool with getting vaccinated and you're just, you know, you're the, you're the business owner and you're just like, okay, cool. You guys are all vaccinated. Come on in. Right. I mean, um, you know, it, they're making their own personal decisions to, to do that. Um, but they're asking, making the, they're making the employees as well. Right. So this is where I was going to go now. We're so like, I'm talking from the customer side, so that's cool. But from the business side, I don't want to be, I don't want the liability of checking people's cards and papers. It feels so grimy and dirty to me that I just, it's so un-American. It feels horrible, number one. But the liability, if somebody showed me, let's say, a forged card, am I liable? How closely do I have to look? Because I know here in Texas, the TABC that monitors uh, alcohol for bars and stuff you eat regardless if they show you an id the bar and the door guy and the bartender and everything is still responsible to make sure that it is a legit id okay and if it's not they can lose their liquor license be fined they can even go to jail i mean they haven't they haven't fleshed any of that out yet but they're you rolling, know, yeah, they're rolling. So, out so, so, it out. so, what does that mean for you guys? Yeah. You know, uh, number one, number two, you've got somebody like myself whose father died in his late fifties from a massive heart attack. Nobody else in my—I always thought I was lucky. Everybody in my family's lived to be forever, right? All eighties and nineties. 
but he died from a massive heart attack in his fifties. So my doctors are like, you know, just for precaution, take a low dose aspirin every day. We do know that the vaccine does inflame the heart. That's not disputed. There's heart inflammation with the vaccine. So people with any type of heart issues should really not take the vaccine. It's, it's actually not good for that. So what is, I've got this wonderful employee, been loyal, does a great job and everything else, and may have that in his family and the vaccine. Are they offer, you know, are they offering people any kind of exemptions based on that? And if they aren't, you're faced with going and saying, you know, Susie or Jim, I got to cut you loose. That is insane. Right. They, and they are, but again, that hasn't been rolled out. Like my wife is a, she's a, an educator in the department of ed here in New York city and people are getting exemptions to work from home. And some of them are just literally, they're just obese and they're getting work exemptions for that. And then others, which, which they should, because that's the number one reason you're going to die from COVID but they should. and everything else under the sun. They should do is get off your ass and do some work. I agree. <laughs> okay. So, let, well, let's take another break before I say something to get us all in trouble. I'm just right. kidding. I give no shits. Kidding. All right, all right, everybody. We'll be back in just a minute. Hang tight. All right. <laughs> Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Everybody, welcome back again. If you're just tuning in, the entrepreneurial web, I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Zoom into Texas today, talking with Brian Kovac. He's a president of RKCMO as well as a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. And we're talking about marketing under high regulatory environment, uh, region by region, state by state, some federal issues as well. And particularly, we were highlighting some of the issues that. Uh, restaurant owners, uh, gym owners, and venue owners are facing here in New York and with the newest regulation uh, where you may not enter the premises unless you have proof of vaccine pointing where I was just pointing out that, you know, and, and this was the thing, you know, they keep changing and rolling out new aspects of it. They were like, at first, they just have to show proof of uh, vaccination. It could be four different forms of proof. 
And one of them could just be a photo of one of the forms of proof on their phone. So you can just literally hold up their phone and you say, carry on as you were. Um, and then they amended it the other day to say, now you must also check their ID and the ID has to match the information. So now, <laughs> as you were pointing out, like we already, every state has, has its own governing body for uh, the sale of alcohol. And of course you have to be 21 and establishment owners and management are required to verify that, you know, the legitimacy and it could be, you know, their passports, it could be, you know, IDs from all 50 states plus Puerto Rico, like, you know, and, and now we have to match that against a card knowing that we're understaffed, (laughs) knowing that you're understaffed and, and they, you know, I don't want to complain anymore, but they Senate just shot down a replenishment of the restaurant revitalization fund. Like, no, they're good. Everything's fine. They're good. They're great. So the question is like, we're not making enough money. You know, you got like guys like Danny Meyer who are championing this whole thing, but he's got more money than God. He can, he can staff however he wants. Sure. And, but like the little guys like us, like we have to do it. My wife and I have to do it. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. Like there's nobody yeah. else. We're understaffed. We're not making enough money. Now things are taking longer. We're not getting any assistance. How do we market to get more business. And the other question is why would we, if we're overwhelmed already and we're not making with, enough money? Yeah. You're overwhelmed with what you've already got. Asking for more could overwhelm you more, but you have to, because you've got to make the money. Oh boy. Well, yeah. not to say, not to sound like the cheap way out of things. Okay. Cause again, let's, Let's put it into jujitsu terms. If I am in somebody's closed guard and they have a perfectly established Kimura grip on my arm and I don't have a hold of my leg, my pant leg, my, my gi or anything, my hand is separated from my body. I'm probably going to have to tap. Okay. And, and, and don't, don't take this the wrong way as a depressing thing, right? But sometimes we can't defeat the monster. So you mentioned Dana here and, and Gordon. Do you think it's a mistake that they're coming to Texas? Do I think it's a mistake? No, I mean uh, by mistake. No, not at all. <laughs> Do you think it's by mistake that I literally – Jeremiah, if I wanted to right now, if I wanted to, and I had wads of cash in hand, I literally cannot go and buy a house in Texas right now. Within 24 hours, every home here has 50 cash offers on it before it ever makes it to the MLS. And if you want to build a new home, it's eight months out. They won't tell you what the price is until it's actually finished then they'll tell you what the price is and you had, you had better already have your loan and your cash ready. Why? <laughs> because Texas and Florida are saying, come and do business. There's no mandates. We're open. Ironically, our hospitals are not overwhelmed regardless of what people tell you. They're not. Only 14% of our ICU beds are COVID beds. And they had to put out a statement at one of our hospitals downtown that my wife works at that said, please stop coming here just because you tested positive. There's no need for that, but that jacks up the numbers and everything else. My wife has been at a downtown hospital for 15 years. They opened up a COVID floor in the very beginning found out they didn't need it and shut it down. They've never reopened it. And we are in a place that has been fairly open for business the entire time without mass mandates. Gyms are wide open. Restaurants are completely open. All of that. Are people getting COVID? Yes. Are they dying? No. Actually, if you look at the app that tracks, I'm in a county of 2.5 million people for the last three months. There's been 80 deaths from COVID. Those deaths are all 70 plus years old with only like one or two falling below the 50 year old mark and all of that. 
It's insanity. This is insanity. But I know, I know so many small business owners that are leaving California and leaving these high regulation places and coming to these states. I mean, sometimes you're just caught in a Kimura. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'd love to be able to say this is going somewhere, but it's not. It's, it's fun. And thank you for, for, you know, especially sharing the situation about the housing <laughs> uh, issue there. Cause literally I was, I was driving through Brooklyn when they announced uh, the, the new mandate here, whatever it was like a week, two weeks ago, Tuesday or something like that. And my first instinct was, I think Austin needs a place with fresh pasta. I just feel it. I think there's, Oh, dude, Dallas, Austin, Like there might be opportunity there. (laughs) Come to Fort Worth. We have a beautiful downtown. Uh, We're wide open. Where am I going to live? We're five deep. (laughs) Yeah, no. I just, that's that sounds like such a quitter mentality. I know. know. But it's not. I mean, it's it's, survival. No, I understand. But I also, like, aside from all the shit that's happening right now, I do love New York. Of course. and And I have... I just, there's so many great things about what's happening in my life right now that I don't want, you know, sure. like, but it, it definitely crossed my mind and you, and immediately you saw places close. So here's the thing announcements made. And, and like you said, it, there's just so much um, it, in, in the context of social media and, and the mainstream media where it's like these announcements come out and it's just panic. And you see restaurants and coffee shops just immediately like, you know what, we're going to, they're just like, we're going to close for a little while. And it's like, how can you keep closing for a little while? There's, there's no more PPP. There's no more restaurant how? revitalization fund. Like what, where's the money come back? Well, coming from, and how do you come back? How do you recuperate? I mean, if you've got like the most gracious landlord, okay, fine. But that's only one component. Like you still have outstanding balances with vendors you still probably owe, you know. If you're a specialty, uh, you know, like, I mean, special. I mean, if you've got a, a legit specialty restaurant, you're not some chain or just doing, you know, bacon and eggs, right? I mean, if you're, a, if you're doing your own unique recipes and everything else, how long can you tell your chefs that know your taste, your recipes and all that to go sit at home? Correct. And bring them See, back. Right. And then, and then somehow bring them back. They've got, if you send them home, they've got to feed their families. So, so, okay, let's, let's talk about the positives because we could go on and on and on about the insanities of all of this. Right. Um, I think, you know, come to a conclusion at some point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got to come to a conclusion. So I think, I think number one, I mean, if they're going to make your employees and everything get vaccinated, I, I, I think you just have to bite the bullet and say vaccinations required to work here. We're in the, we're in the food industry, right? Um, that's gotta be dealt with. Okay. I think once you are there, let's just be real. I mean, you're sitting actually in a golden opportunity because, uh, uh, you know, in, in the great depression, uh, you know, there's graphs going back over a hundred years of in, in bad times, nine 11, the, the dot-com bust, all these things that have happened, you know, the, the, the world wars and all that companies that beefed up their marketing in these bad times gobbled up all of the, um, you know, the chicken littles, uh, the people that either went out of business, the sky was falling or people that cut their marketing budget. So what I would, I mean, and this is, this is data going back well over into the early 1900s that I want to say McKinsey or one of them has tracked it for, for that law. Like, and it's, it's not even close. Companies that beef up their marketing in bad times usually actually experience a growth. I can tell you in my experience during especially the 07, 08, 09 housing crash and all this staffing industry, which is my biggest industry that I market for, um, they just all slash their marketing. All of them, just immediately overnight, I lost half of my business, okay? However, there was a few that called me, Ryan, we want to we step on the gas. And I said, well, number one, you're going to have to pay me more because I've lost half my business. Right. Okay? And I need to up your cost to me. But I believe what you're doing is right. I can, those four or five companies, this was... 
12 years, 13 years ago. Okay. Those four or five companies who were what I would call mid range, not well known, not unknown, are Dallas, Austin, Houston dominators right now. Mm-hmm. Like dominators. I believe it. And, and, and so if you're out there listening to this and you own a small business, and like you just said, a bunch of people just shut their doors. Uh, we'll come back in a few months and see. Just that's the time to maybe take $400 and put it into some IG ads, put it into some Facebook ads. We're open for business. Look at this beautiful picture of our wonderful pasta. Come, you know, everybody's vaccinated, so you're safe. Speak that language. You're safe. You're, we check vaccine cards. We're awesome. And look at this beautiful pasta. Probably going to get flooded with people, right? I mean, I don't know. Again, can you handle the business? Right. Great. <laughs> you know? It's a good problem to have. Very good. Yeah. This, is, this is where I wanted to get to. We, and I want to get even more specific. We're going to take one more break and then like really go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. You're, you're on to something now. You smell the trail. Yes. All right, everybody. Hang tight. We'll be right back. There you go. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Let's hop right back into it because we were hot on something and I like where this is going. So you were just, you know, talking about there's this opportunity. You start to see places close, new regulations introduced, people start to freak out. Sure, it hurts you initially. And we saw it. We saw a retraction where things were like humming, like all through July. We were humming. And usually July kind of slows down. Everybody was traveling. We knew that was coming. So like, excuse me, (laughs) usually for us, that signals because we're in a residential area and, and the, we're in an income area where like they're travelers, you know, these are people. Yeah, for sure. Up. So that's who like, that's our main demographic. So you would expect us to slow down, but no, man, it was a rally. It was really great. As soon as they made that announcement though, boom, we're back to like, you know, 50% takeout, even though we changed nothing, we still like still operating the way right. uh, we were before, but we, you know, you have to monitor consumer, consumer behavior and try to like dial it in, man. Where's that needle going to land? 
Um, but you're right, places did close down right away. So there is still this opportunity. Somehow you have to muster up first the, the funds. But I think it, it has to be a specific marketing campaign. Like what I wouldn't want to do is say like, hey, half off, you know, two for one pastas. Like no. Because you're going to get slammed. You're going to be Hell overwhelmed. No. You're gonna, Why you're should gonna, you? Right. I think you need to you you need to be specific about the call to action if you create one. Or are we just thinking more long term and like brand building so that when things do loosen up and people are more ready to come back, you are top of mind. Like curious top to, of mind. Curious this your is opinion now, on that. Yeah, absolutely. This is now the time to beef up your marketing, which is what we're talking about. Again, paid some paid social. We're open for business. Look at this, you know, some great photos of your stuff. All this. There's another area that we haven't even spoken of, and that's productization. Look, you've got a restaurant. It's, it's, it's going, right? There's got to be some sort of, I don't know, sauce or something you guys have that everybody just raves about and loves. Look at product packaging and e-commerce and selling that direct and getting that out and maybe getting it into your local um, you know, grocery store and things like that on the shelf. I mean- again, innovation, right? You know, you may have to productize some of your stuff and all that, right? And then, so how does this apply to gyms? Like we're talking a lot about restaurants. Thank you. Appreciate all the good, yep. good information, but like, what does the gym owner do? You know, I yeah, mean, it, yeah. you can do virtual classes, you can sell hoodies and hats and you know, whatever, but like if people are afraid to come in, you know, what does your marketing look like? You're dedicated to staying open. You're doing, you're doing virtual classes. You're working with a handful of people that are still willing to come in or the, or the ones that are, are vaccinated and they've, you know, they've got all their paperwork in alignment. And you're like, okay, yes, you can come in. But immediately, I mean, this causes friction, first and foremost. This is immediate friction, un, un, rather unnecessary immediate friction, which is my biggest beef with it. It's like, there's all forms of friction. You're always going to have some, but this is, this is unnecessary friction. It yeah, I think if you're talking about just super shutdown type stuff, it's again, you might be in the Kimura. If you're talking about the the, the gym owners got to make sure that people are vaccinated and verified, I think at that point, um, you know, they've got to, you know, check their own conscience. If they don't want the vaccination or not, they may. And if they're cool with it, take it. And if you're cool with making your employees take it, then what ends up happening is 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 again, I think, um, I think you have to, as a gym, beef up your marketing because you are going to get other people that either have conscience object objectives, you know, objections to, uh, you know, vaccine verification or getting it themselves. They want to use natural immunity or whatever, and they might close their door or they might just kind of just be demoralized. You're going to have to beef up your marketing. You're going to have to tell people you're open for business. You're going to have to tell people that you're abiding by strict guidelines and that you're following all the regulations. And look, people are getting healthy here. People are getting healthy here. Market, market, market. And I'm not talking about just to your echo chamber. I'm not talking about just to the people that are already members and on your list and on your email list and on your Facebook page. I'm talking about true external marketing of, like I said, maybe some targeted paid social, things like that. And, and put some budget behind it and say, you know, we're all in um, uh, and, and all of that. I, I just feel like, you know, again, if it's complete shutdown, you're in the Kimura. Right. If it's you can do business, you just have to verify these things. Um, you know, I think you just have to verify those things. And I think you will have a lot of people shudder or slow down or feel demoralized. And that's when you've got to get energized and beef up all of your communication. It's just, to me, it's just, that's what it's, that's, that's, those are your choices. Um, now, like you said, doing, uh, doing virtual classes, virtual group classes, zoom classes, things like that. Um, filming your techniques and everything and, and, and selling them, you know, who knows? Um, well, wow, John Danaher did really well with that one. <laughs> well, he did really well. And so is Gordon Ryan and guys like right. that. But obviously, you know, um, I, I don't move like Gordon Ryan. So nobody's going <laughs> to, nobody's going to buy my, nobody's going to buy my DVD except for like my mom. And cause she feels really sorry for me. And she's like, you know, this is neat. Um, but, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, 
I, and, and look, man, I do. If, I do. if COVID's done anything, it really, I mean, if we want to look at, if we want to look at, you know, survival of the fittest, I mean, it really has, it Very really Darwin. has, yeah. it's, it absolutely has said, you know, who, you know, the cream rises to the top. Um, and that's just a fact. The cream rises to the top. I mean, people that people are going to have to just be more focused on market share, uh, in my opinion, gathering more than they had before, um, picking up the lost pieces from people that gave up or couldn't keep their doors open or whatever. I think it, whatever you're spending on marketing, you know, double it, um, you know, and, 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 and go full steam ahead. So storytelling is great. You know, what if it's zero? <laughs> Cause two times zero is still zero. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, true. Kidding. And, and the, and the sad reality is, is a lot of companies that come to me when I, you know, they're very sales heavy. They've got salespeople, 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 they're doing zero marketing. So any marketing is an improvement, right? Um, so, but yeah, I just think uh, now's the time. If you know, you're in this for the long game, for the people out there, if this is the long game for you and there's no chance in hell you're shutting your business down, you, you're in this, you know you can survive, now is the time to take that double-leg blast and go, like, go. Nice. And I think you'll do fine. I mean, again, they're not shutting you down. No. You know? Yeah, it's just just a modification. Um, so I've spoken a lot. Um, no, that's, we got to wrap up too. That was, yeah. that was perfect. This is exactly what I was hoping to get out of it. It definitely helped me. And I know a lot of, a bunch of people listening that that's yeah, for sure. definitely the, the kind of insight they were looking for. It's just that, that push, we need that push. That's why we got to have black belts around. Got it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. Always Absolutely. Jeremiah. Really Absolutely. great stuff. Look forward to talking to you again soon, everybody. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Peace out. See you, brother. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? 
Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. 